What is going on? Happy Wednesday evening to you. Welcome into the You to Winner podcast. I'm Dan Black. Joined with me, as always, is Sporty Jordy, battling a bit of congestion, but she's she's a trooper. Yeah, she fights thanks. through. And uh, <laughs> joining us today from the Believe Podcast Networks, a, uh, a friend of the show of a friend of the show, Cam <laughs> Rogers. Welcome in, Josh Fisher. How you doing today, Josh? Good, man. I'm good. You guys are tight with Cam. Great guy. Um, oh, excited. he's awesome. The expectations hear- expectation yeah, we were up here after him. Yeah. <laughs> Prepare to be sorely disappointed. Me, uh, <laughs> you guys want to hear a great Cam Rogers story? Yes. Oh, we are Cam- big Cam Rogers fans. Cam, let me first off start by saying Cam is a sweetheart. Uh, great guy love cam and i work together but cam lives on the east coast we all live out in los angeles he'll make his way on out eventually do the whole westward expansion thing he was out for super bowl for the week yeah we were out on saturday having a couple adult beverages what's the what are the what's their what's the rating on the show is this pg-13 it's or no we, yeah all rated okay great so yeah we're getting hammered on saturday <laughs> <laughs> out in venice i order some out of edamame for the table we, you know, we eat. Yeah, who doesn't love that? Right? Who doesn't love that? Mom, me. We eat. We finish. We're hanging out. Cam goes, oh, my God. I think I ate this wrong. Ate the edamame wrong. Instead of just taking them out one by one, he saw all our shells there. He just ate the full thing with the skin on it. And that's my favorite Cam Rogers story. <laughs> that's brutal. He is a legend. He is absolutely he is a legend. legend. Yeah, yeah and he lived to tell the tale. Yeah, he, his energy levels are otherworldly like he's just always on go love it it's insane yeah he's literally a walking espresso machine where yes yeah i'm like more like a matcha like a walking matcha i'll pick you up but like i'm not gonna you know see you through the roof yeah (laughs) he he comes in strong yeah Um, talk to me guys uh, yeah so you you started a podcast the charity stripe which i looked up on instagram has quite the following on instagram i was very surprised uh you also host the Horns Up Pod on Believe, both on Believe. Uh, clearly a Texas fan. Massive Texas fan um, and massive Kool-Aid drinker uh, as well um, while we're talking about things that I love to drink. I buy the horns every year. I'll buy the horns the day I die. I got to admit, Friday, I'm very certain that come 3.30, once that game closes against Vodtech, I'll be in a pool of my own tears. Face oh, down, I agree. red yeah. jumpsuit apparatus face down in the dirt. Not happening. <laughs> Incredible saw, got, reference. Saw, yeah, well, I, you had a, you had a beanie, Jordy. I saw you. I got you. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, look, dude. Here's the long and short of it. Not we. If we lost games, that'd be one thing. But we find the craziest ways to blow games. It's unlike anything. I was at the OU game. Arkansas game in football, top of the year, whatever. That could happen. You go to them, you go to Fayetteville, it's the SEC, you get punched in the mouth. You know, that's, that could happen. You go into someone else's house. I'm at the OU game. We're up 14 nothing. I haven't even found my seat yet. I'm hugging people. I have the fattest lip in. I'm hammered again, you know. <laughs> so we're going to get people calling in from AA to try to help me out over here. It's 11. It's, it's 11 central time. And next thing you know, pool my own tears by the end of the game yeah being a texas longhorn fan rips your heart out we were ranked in the top five 
to start the year and we're a six seed. I was on radio in Dallas last weekend and they were like, oh, we should be a four or five seed. I was like, boys, get some Crayolas and color me shocked. There's no way. I don't even think we deserve to be. A- you could flip this, to be quite honest. We play Vatech. Like Vatech, I know they struggled, obviously, throughout the regular season and needed to win the ACC tournament to get in. But guess what? They won the ACC tournament handily against Duke. Yeah. And they got in. I mean, you could easily flip this script. Like, we could have been an 11 seed with the way we played down the stretch. I mean, that TCU game was abysmal. We got a bunch of good fours and threes and twos. We don't got a real floor general. We don't have a big. We don't have a sharpshooter. Those are three things. You really need four things to win, five things to win in March Madness. I'll say that. A floor general, a good big, sharpshooter, a guy, a Keegan Murray, yeah. Paolo Boncaro, Timmy, Holmgren, both in the same team. You need a guy, and you need good defense. One thing we have in spades, excellent defense. We're top-tier defensive team. So I think that can propel us past Va Tech. We could play well defensively. We could kind of, you know, you know, suspend some of their shooters, dissipate that a little bit. But by the time we let's say we get beat them and we get to Purdue, who should win in the first round, I'm like, don't go. Look, if you pick a 14 seed to pick a three seed, like that's some back to the future two type, you know, you got the book type thing. Yeah. Here's what I'll say. If we go to Purdue. They got like Yao Ming on their team, dude. The guy's like seven yeah, four. We don't we don't have they a got, chance. They got dude. Edie. Yeah. As an Indiana fan, Edie. I've watched him many times. They he's he's a large human being. Yeah. You're an Indiana fan, Dan? I am. I, I went there. Nice, dude. Uh I think y'all are gonna win, by the way. I think so. I, I'm all in not not just from like the standpoint of I'm an Indiana fan, from the standpoint of I think they could actually beat St. Mary's. Like hundred percent. St. Mary's isn't that much. I, I, I mean, it's impossible Uh-oh. to say. It's impossible to say because, you know, they, they play in two completely different types of conferences. But, yeah, I'm, I I very much think that uh, that Indiana will get past St. Mary's uh, Friday night. But is this, li- this is live where I could see that guy. Did I just try? I got b- horns down out in the front. Did I just try to get bodied by a guy named Skeeter? That's yeah, you did. Cool. You, you guys did. set me up for that. Oh, well, our comments get ruthless. So good, please. I, <laughs> love, that. I love that. That would make my Wednesday so odd. Like, I'm seeing John Mayer tonight at the forum. Like I can't. Stop. Have that, but, right. Saw That's him incredible. with the Grateful Dead. Phenomenal. Where do you see that? Philly. Philly. Nice. Yeah, we're both Philly people. Wow, I've never been to Philly. I've, I've always. I feel like imagined, you would like Philly. I feel like I would like Philly too. I feel like Philly is like the perfect kind of ratchet. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it, yeah. That's a great way to describe Very it. Very way to describe it. It's like the New Orleans of the North. I don't know if you guys. Yeah, remember no. That. Like, let's put it in perspective. The night the Eagles won the Super Bowl, I ran around the city of Philadelphia, blacked out of my mind, knocking on every tattoo shop. I wanted the number nine tattooed on my ribs for Nick Foles. And yeah. finally, some guy opens the door and he looks at me dead in the eyes. He was like, "If you really want." this you're gonna come back tomorrow and i thank that guy every day every, of my life every day yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> i'm a diehard i'm a diehard pats fan diehard and that was a painful one. i mean that was a great game now looking back i mean i can't really complain but indiana's got the guy like you have a guy that can get it done here's the you know this is betting here's your crazy parlay three team money line it this is my gut check for tomorrow creighton Indiana, San Francisco. All three are going to win. I like it. Murray State. Murray State. Ah, Like, flip a coin there, dude. That's how I feel about that 7 10 matchup. I'm sorry. Like, I mean, I think you said Creighton as well. 
Yeah. I think I have them winning as two. Yeah, so. they're just a solid <laughs> March Madness team. Like, like it's just like a upset to rely on. Yeah. Here's what I think about March Madness. At least if I'm betting, I want to bet on a team that I know is always going to be in the game or I think could possibly always be in the game. And I look at teams like the Big East, like the Big East shoots. Like they, they shoot yeah. well, they shoot threes. Yeah. But, I love these comments. It's awesome. <laughs> uh, and like, that's why I, pe- I bet on the whole thing two weeks ago. I threw a couple hundies, a couple Benjamins down on Villanova. It's fair. There you go. That was my, I know. I know you guys are Philly people. It's a hit or miss. D Ray, Daryl Reynolds, shout out to him. He was on the 16 team, the six man over there. Um, thanks, Nate. And he's our boy. And so I always write well known. But I think, but they were at plus 2,400, and you can't get me to pick Gonzaga at plus 350, especially because I don't know you're going to win. No. No. How are you guys feeling about Kentucky? Because I'm super biased about Kentucky. So as of right now, I have them winning the entire thing. But yeah, again, I have that too. you do? That, yeah. So here's my story. You do? We all have Kentucky winning? I told, you that. I told you this last week. Wait, listen, listen. Did I tell you this story already, Dan? So yes, I was you born told me three times, I think. I yeah. th- this is my favorite story. This is like <laughs> how I became Sporty Jordy. This is my like legend. Um, so I'm born March 30th in 1998. March 30th was the night of the championship game that year. Kentucky was playing Utah, Kentucky won. And now I like my dad tells me that all the time. Like he told me it growing up and now I just have this love for Kentucky. So anytime they're like somewhat decent, I have them winning the whole thing just because. Yeah. It's, it's my hair. Like I have to. There's three of us on my show. We were doing our first. <gasps> the Come other on. Season. Yeah. They're, they're, Kentucky has what you need. They just do. Because the, they have the national player in the year. They have a floor general and wheeler. They have another stud in Ty Ty Washington. Mm-hmm. They have depth with top and mints. And they have a sharpshooter in Kellen Graham. He's shooting 40% from three. He just has to live out there in line. And, you know, quite frankly, and it's kind of ironic because she way fouled out against Tennessee with like a Lord of the Rings movie to go. <laughs> but I think it'd be the other way around when they played Purdue. I think they would just send the body at Edie. And I think he fouls out. What is all this Kentucky hate right now? I don't from Indiana. It was the it was the only team I could logically set. It was it's them versus Gonzaga, is how I have it in the final in the final four, and that is the quote unquote in my mind that the best two teams. And I just you know to go against the Gonzaga grain, I had to go with Kentucky. They're a popular pick. I think one team that's being slept on. That I've spoken to a lot of people and no one's picked them. And if you want to win your bracket pool, you guys, you guys do a back bracket pool over here. Yeah, y'all do one. Nice, 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 nice. Yeah. Or you guys, do, I'm saying, do y'all do your own? Because we do, we do our own. We ha- we host one. And I don't think a lot of people have picked Kansas. No, and I love Kansas. Like I don't know, like them and Baylor are like. I think Baylor is a flimsy one seed. I think that UNC with the injuries they have, Baylor's I think if they. They yeah. see, yeah, they see UNC in round two, who I think is an underrated eight seed. You can see that. You can, I see, can that. see that going UNC's way. Upset for sure. I think honestly, if any of the number ones lost in round two, depending on the matchups, minus Gonzaga, I wouldn't be. And I think Arizona's good too. I think nobody right. watches Arizona. No one watches Arizona. They're on the. No way, dude. <laughs> <laughs> 
the no one watch this it's gonna happen too and that guy's gonna throw it in my face <laughs> nobody watches the pac 12 because it, i think it's like the, whoever's running the pac 12 is like rob manfred in a mustache yeah they're terrible it, they're literally the worst it's a joke dude like the pac 12 is a joke i'm sorry it is it's so poorly televised like you might as well just honestly put it on netflix more people would watch. Not Seriously. a bad idea. You should talk to him about that. I have, dude. I have so many, so many horrible ideas. But every now and then, I have like a <laughs> sweet idea. It's not the. It's not the worst. No, idea I would watch it. I, I yeah. mean, I, there's more of a chance I'd watch that than watch Stanford, Oregon at ten thirty at night on a Wednesday. Like exactly on a Wednesday, like oh, you know what? We're gonna have a this is a rootin' tootin' idea. We're gonna put them on on Friday night. Like, dude, no chance, bro. We've all had a crazy work week, you know. We back to the drinking. We all want a couple of scotches, maybe a couple of tequila shots, and hit the town. No one's watching, or you know, I, mean, I, I don't know. I, I I don't even know why I said Here's that. Anything I don't, else? I don't, drink, I don't even drink scotch either. It just sounded nice. <laughs> like, you know, like it was Aaron Rodgers move. You have Aaron Rodgers in the background, dude. Aaron Rodgers is an emotional roller coaster. Underwhelmed. I'm, Aaron in, Rodgers. I'm in love with that absolute sociopath. I yeah, love everything about him. He's an icon. He's an like icon. Not from you. But like you like pathetic that he lost to San Francisco. Oh, Sorry. it was um no, I actually have a video uh picture on my phone of me with tears streaming down my face. I didn't even consider a loss it. in that game. I, I did not even consider a loss. I was like, that year, before the season even started, I was like, this is the year Packers win the Super Bowl. Done. Like, easy. Like, going in, like, I didn't even question it. In that game, I sat down. And then I was honestly more upset. Not even the fact that the Packers lost, but I was like, oh, my God, was that the last game that we just watched Aaron Rodgers play in Lambeau as a Packer? Because at that point, I thought for sure it was 50-50 of whether he was going to stay or leave. So I had mm -hmm. this panic, and I was like, I didn't even get to enjoy it because like, I didn't even consider a loss. So... It was definitely a rough night to be Jordy with my, I was literally wearing it too. And I literally sat in my room alone and just like cried at the TV. Yeah. He's a great football player. Kind of a moron sometimes. Oh I don't yeah. It's no, a hot take. Hardcore moron. I don't think it's a hot take. Yeah. No, no it's, I think it's a fact. And like, that's coming from someone that has his Jersey hanging on their wall yeah. behind them. He's a moron. The Greg Jennings anecdote about him being told. <laughs> Not to take, I mean, like him, you know, greasy hippie. Thank you. I mean, I, sure. I mean, but like you could see the goose, you know, poster in the background, Indiana Hoosier. I guess you could loop me into the goose. I think he was referring to Aaron Rodgers, to be honest. I know. I thought he was referring to me before. It wouldn't be the first time I was. <laughs> Would be the first that time was definitely that. towards Aaron Rodgers. Hundred like, percent, but like, I, yeah, I, I wouldn't be the first time. Yeah, I, I yeah. Um. <laughs> my at is at the dot charity dot stripe on Instagram. Go follow us. We do fun polls. Go. Come talk to us. We love talking smack in the DMS. The thing with Aaron Rodgers, the Greg Jennings anecdote when he was, you know, chastised for wanting money. And then Rodgers comes out and takes, you know, a, a fifth of a bill over here. And then the whole situation with Jordan love, I could get how you're upset. And it was the wrong move. Clearly like they should have, kept building around him seeing as Brady's going to play, uh, you know, till he's Joe Biden's age. <laughs> they did the same thing with him. Did they not? Was it not the same way he got into the league with Brett Favre? 
Like I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like, I could get how you're upset, but it's like, that's how it runs. So for him to hold him hostage and act like a prima donna and this whole TMZ, like, you know, sh the shenanigans he pulls, it's just like, it's distracting, honestly. It became the Aaron Rodgers show versus the Green Bay Packers show. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's why they lost, but it couldn't have helped. I, I, so I see exactly what you're saying. And I agree to an extent. I think the reason that he was even more frustrated though, before that draft, he actually went to them and was like, listen, I want you to get me some offense. Like he spoke to them. It was like, I need this. Like, I want more offensive help. Like, is there anything we can do? And he, like, he explicitly told them like, this is what I'm looking for. And then they were like, screw you. We're drafting your backup. And on the other hand, like I get it. It's a business. And like, they didn't know how long he was going to play for. They didn't know like Jordan love is, could be a solid quarterback that we're never going to see because he'll never see the light of day. But um, I understand it from both perspectives, but I think that's why he took it so personally because he literally sat down with them and was like, get me help and I will try and make this team the best I can be. And they were like, here's your backup. I mean, they could have gotten him help. Exactly. Yeah. On multiple occasions. Yeah. Justin Jefferson, T Higgins, Pittman. Like we know the options. Yeah. Even yeah. last year, didn't they draft a center in the first round last year when there were still decent receivers at the end? I think so. They took Eric Stokes. Okay, but, but look, still, like, like build your no team. offensive help. That. They took AJ Dillon with Jordan Love, like, yeah. and everyone's like, "Oh, we're on the running back." Well, maybe they didn't want to pay Aaron Jones, and which they ended up doing. But maybe they didn't want to do that. Maybe they yeah. want to have a two-headed monster. You can't have enough depth at the running back position. Like, shout out to Deonta Foreman who filled in admirably for the Titans. Yeah. But like, look at the Panthers, like. And Chuba Hubbard's not a bad running back, but the minute McCaffrey goes down, Darnold's career as a starting quarterback Over. is toast. Yeah. Yeah. Joe Brady's no. out of the NFL, doesn't even last a season. Yeah. No, yeah. the Panthers, I honestly think the Panthers, they need to move on from McCaffrey, as weird as that sounds, but they not rely weird. they don't know how to play without him. And at that point, if you're putting that much pressure on your running back, it doesn't set you up for success at all. At this point, I think they need like clean house, get him out, get some draft capital for him. You know, someone's still gonna overpay for McCaffrey, even with the injury history. Like someone, someone's gonna take that chance. So go to Baltimore. I would be the happiest person ever. That'd be That'd be disgusting. And they're gonna. Uh, that's my AFC pick, by the way. I, I'm. I if love they, the if they get McCaffrey and then also sleeper like get Jarvis so Landry, sign Jarvis Landry. Now you got Landry, Hollywood Brown on the outside, and uh, McCaffrey in the backfield, and Lamar Jackson. Freaking, what defenses can? How can you even no, prepare I, for them? No, you well, they're gonna get Antonio can. Brown too. And if Antonio Brown plays, oh, if Antonio Brown plays, he's still a top 25 wide receiver. Yeah, the yeah, problem is, is can, he, can he keep all his marbles in his brain for enough to last for a season? Um, worth the risk. <laughs> Look, it's not like he's out here harming, as not going to harming anybody else. He's just, you know, some, it's not, I don't think the, the Bucks. Yeah, I mean, the, it, he would have helped if the, the Bucks if he was there still. I mean, the Bucks got out. They got pumbled in the first half by the Rams. Yeah. Like that game was it was cut open from the jump, and it was it was admirable that they came back. But the Godwin injury was killer. Like you know, there's there's bigger fish to fry for the Buccaneers. I mean, AB would have been a, a huge help, but if AB goes to the Ravens, it's worth the risk. Hollywood Brown's solid. Rashad Bateman they spent a first round pick on last year. Yeah, Mark Andrews. Did. If McCaffrey's going to cost you a first, especially at them picking like what like 
they're 14, 15. I'd balk or they're another 50. They're 14. Uh, I'd balk at that, but I don't think he'd balk to a first rounder. I really don't. I don't know. I I, I wouldn't give it. I think because he already has gotten paid and they probably just want to get that money off the books. Yeah. He's already been injured severely and missed a lot of time the past. It's going to be the same thing that the Cowboys had to do with Amari Cooper. That devalues you significantly. Um, and, and I mean, you know, unless you're a quarterback or a top tier wide receiver, you don't go for first round picks ever. Like, like if and, he's and, fully and, healthy in a Madden world where no one gets injured, right? In a Madden five. world, yeah. Oh, absolutely. On paper, yeah, but you can't. Like, I don't believe that Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey can stay healthy for an entire season. Granted, if you put him on the Ravens when there's other options and they're not entirely relying right. on him, oh, I think perfect. it puts him in a much better position to make it through a season. But who knows? No, they, literally, like think about Amari Cooper with the Cowboys. Like that was literally getting rid of cap space. Like yeah. that was that was that was a dump. And you know the Eagles probably would have. And this is my bias seeking through, but you know the Eagles probably would have given up a third for Amari Cooper, and the Cowboys probably would have. Like deliberately been like, nope, we're not going for you. We're gonna take a fifth and a sixth, basically just a six because they or the whole thing was just a hot mess. Um, but Amari Cooper, that was a steal for the Browns. Yeah, I mean Cooper's great. The thing with McCaffrey, though, at, at, I mean Cooper's not old, old, but at this point in his career, you can I mean, go. Christian draft. McCaffrey's older for a running he, back. He is, but there's if again. You're if you're trading for McCaffrey, you're hoping he's healthy. Yeah. And looking right. at that, if he is healthy, there's one other guy in the league that can realistically do what he does. And it's Kamara. And he's like obviously not going anywhere. But there's no one that's coming out that's like that. It's another like the, the, Where, the back. What's going on with Kamara right now? Is he facing jail time still? I don't know. I the league. The I league actually completely forgot. About forgot that. Uh, yeah, I completely <sighs> forgot about that. <laughs> uh, he's, I'm sure he's chilling since we haven't, you know, heard anything. Who knows? I the <laughs> NFL and legality and all this and that is. It, it, I usually stay out of it. Yeah, it's. Yeah. It, I will say that you bring up an interesting point about the Panthers' offense being lost without McCaffrey. It's like almost like the Megatron effect. Yeah. Like yeah. when you have a player that's so so good, and like you feel so much pressure to get him the ball. I mean, they, they have good other play. Like Robbie Anderson went from, you know, the Jets to the Panthers and put himself on Revis Island without Darrell Revis. And he was non-existent. DJ Moore is a super talent, honestly. Yeah. And I think it was unfortunate to see him, like, you know, fall by the wayside. And they didn't have Curtis Samuel last year who went to the Commanders. And why didn't they keep the football team? That was such a cool name. I liked it. The, the Washington, I, I could so get behind Back-to-back weak new names, like the Guardians. Like the Cleveland Guardians is weak sauce. I'm sorry. Yeah, the, the whole new name thing, it gives me very, uh, like, 2K vibes. I'm just, yeah. like, <laughs> just, like, gen auto-generated names that, like, they just take out of a hat. It feels like a high school project when they're yeah. like, great, your ideal football team. And it's like, oh, my God, the Commanders. There will never be a worse... No, continue. Re- I was going to say there will never be a worse like rebrand or addition than the Charlotte Bobcats. Oh, yeah. The color oh, scheme, the sense. logo. The Washington commies. It was horrible. Like the whole situation, like Adam Morris. I've been hunting an Adam Morrison Bobcats jersey. Can't find it. I don't even rock my, jerseys anymore, but I want my that. My brother used to have a, uh, a Mecca Okafor jersey when he got uh, when he got drafted. UConn, baby. I love that UConn team. Great, like, great UConn team. Ben Back Gordon. when centers mattered. 
in that yeah. sense. They do in that sense, but they, they do, do matter. Size is key, man. Back to college basketball, it's Size it's going to be a, it's going to be a <laughs> it's going to be a difference maker. I think that top right region is the most interesting though. I think if Illinois can shake Houston, talk about size. Kofi's going to present Kofi, a, yeah. an interesting, an interesting yeah. matchup for Arizona. Um, and but Arizona is also like one of those teams. Again, going back to the Pac-12, absolutely sucking booty as far as televised as far as being televised because there's great teams and great programs out there as far as being televised goes. Arizona is one of those teams that people couldn't view them as like a paper straw one seed and not pick them. And like the one or two people that picked them in the bracket that because they've seen them, they could go on that run. I think Baylor though is, is a tough call. Anybody picking Baylor is running a major risk. Yeah, I think so. All right. I, I, I 100% agree with you. I think they're like the first number one seed to be upset. What is your, this is not a one seed, it's a two seed. What is your take on Auburn? I have them in my national championship and I know that sounds nuts. That sounds no, nuts. But I look it at it. Kansas has a kind of a tougher road because they have Wisconsin. Um, they're gonna have a tough, or they have Iowa in their side of the bracket. They have LSU. Um, Providence, like, sneaky Providence. Yeah, pro- you know I'm a fan of Providence. Yeah, I we just love like, Providence. from that side of the bracket. I'm just, I just look at them and I'm just. There's something about them. I like it. It's like one of those, not a similar situation. There was a couple years ago when Oregon was a three seed and they had a. Big injury. Yeah. Was it, was it Dylan Brooks that got hurt? Someone got hurt on the Oregon team. I don't remember <laughs> off the top of my head. And everyone balked at them. Everyone, like, said, told them to kick rocks, you know, and they go to the final four. Auburn was the hottest team. I thought they were going to win the whole thing back in, like, late January. A couple tough stretches. Now they're a two-seed and everyone's forgotten about them. If you have them winning the whole thing, I think that's also, like, a fun and strategic bet to win your bracket. I think that bottom right, Iowa, Kansas, Auburn. I have Wisconsin losing in round two. Uh, I have I have USC losing to Miami. I have I Wisconsin. I have Iowa State beating LSU, and then I have Iowa State beating Wisconsin. Bold. What is what is your reasoning behind that? Brockington. Fair enough. <laughs> that's, that's all I need. I don't agree well, with you, thing. but I get it. That's the thing. The, I don't agree. Duff. Tough defense. We'll get over with Scott. Tough defense in the Big 12. Very tough defense. That's like the strongest suit of the Big 12. Which is Big ironic. 10, ironic, right? Because in college football, it's like the complete right. opposite. Yeah. Big 10, a little more running gun, a little more high scoring. I think you throw a guy like Brockington against this Wisconsin, Wisconsin team, he's going to put up serious buckets, and people are going to be like, oh, who's this player? And I think that, you're the- I think you're the first person to ever describe Big Ten basketball as a running gun. Maybe not running. <laughs> I mean, like run up, run up the score. Run up the score. It's they score more points than we do in the Big Twelve. Oh, definitely. I, I well, I think I think the offenses are probably better, and the big yes. men are also. And there's more big men, and there's better big men. So like they just naturally will score more inside and all that kind of stuff and run up the score. Um, I don't think move, I don't think running gun in the sense of like speed wise. I mean, more right. so run up the score. Right. Um, right. Yeah. I, I think that Big Ten not having any final four teams is interesting. It's very plausible. You have to, what I always do is I go, who do I think the best conference is? And then I ride them. So this year, I think the best conference is the SEC. I agree. Basketball. And then you ride them. That's it. That's how I feel. I love it. Yeah. I don't trust anyone from the ACC. Don't no, trust. 
That's no. a, like that's my whole thing with North Carolina is like I think I think they could definitely get I could see them getting to the Sweet 16, but I also would not be shocked at all if they're bounced in the first round. Like that's I just no. feel like they're if very... North Carolina loses to Marquette and then Shock Smart beats Baylor in the second round, I will literally break my own kneecaps. <laughs> like I owe somebody money in Atlantic City. I will break my own kneecaps. I'll do it. I'll do it on I'll come back on live with you guys and do it. I don't That's content right there. Hey, don't, don't you don't have to watch, bro. But take the content. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Um, who like who's your like sneak? I, I'm I'm big on Providence. I've said this for the last yeah. few weeks of the the lower city team to make a run. Who do you think is a is a kind of underdog or under the radar team to make a deep run? The opposition, Iowa. Like the, they will have to beat Providence, presumably. Look, they Iowa Bohannon McCaffrey can shoot. Then you have, then you have Keegan Murray, bro. Keegan Murray's a bucket. He might be the best player in the tournament, and he could prove that right here, right now. I, I think. I mean, he's, you're he's not got. Wrong. He has Jabari, Holmgren, Bunkero are going in the top three. Jaden Ivy is probably going to go fourth, but then after that, it's pretty much a toss up of who's going to go fifth. Jalen Duran can go fifth. You can get Keegan Murray at fifth. You can get Johnny Davis. You know, it, it, it's a who's going to perform the best out here. So what I would say is I'll ride who I think the best offensive player in the tournament is. It's Keegan Murray, and or at least for, as far as getting a bucket in college basketball goes. And I think Iowa could give a great game to Kansas and take them out. I think they take out Providence. And on the bottom side of the bracket, it's Auburn versus Iowa, and then it's pick your poison. Hmm. Which is, I mean, the Jabari Key. I know it goes against everything you stand for, but the Jabari Keegan <laughs> matchup is is enticing to me. Like, would I be surprised if Michigan State beat Duke? Not at all. Would I be surprised if Davison yeah. beat Michigan State and then beat Duke? Not oh, at no. all. Like, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I I can understand the Davidson over Michigan State thing. Totally, totally fair. Understand that. You would think Davidson Davidson would beat Duke as well. I don't think no way. I don't think it's going to happen, but I wouldn't be surprised. Like this Duke team has lapses. They're wicked young. Oh, dude. for sure. They're unbelievably talented. They're going to have four, maybe five first round picks. Wendell Moore Jr. Super excellent, super underrated. AJ Griffin, another guy that could be the fifth player taken. Like if Duke has a good tournament and he shoots well, like he's a good three point shooting forward. Yeah, good for body sure. size, very athletic. Like if the Duke, if Duke plays, if the Duke Blue Devils play well, and he's a big reason. He can be the fifth guy taken. But anything could happen this year. There's no team where I'm like, there's no team like the Gonzaga team last year. So that's what I would say on that. I feel like my bracket, the east part of this bracket, bottom left, that's where my entire bracket is going to be demolished. Because other than Kentucky, Kentucky I'm very confident in, but who's going to end up playing Kentucky in the Elite Eight? I'm like, it stresses me out and I've changed it 14 times because like, I just don't trust Baylor, but then I feel like there are a lot of sneaky upsets that could potentially happen. And I feel like no matter what, I'm going to pick the wrong upset. Mm-hmm. I think people are really hot on UCLA, which I, I think they're going to the elite eight. I have them in my bracket. 
but it could also be one of those situations where UCLA gets popped early, like by Indiana. Like Indiana could be the version of them last year that gets hot, takes out St. Mary's, takes them out, you know, after getting playing that playing game that gets you warmed up and tuned up. Totally could be a situation like that. And people could be riding the UCLA high from last year. You should never be surprised in March. Literally anything could happen. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Jordan. I was going to say one of the teams that I really love and I've had my eye on is San Diego, but where they are at in this bracket, I can't see them in a position. I can't see them beating Kansas. And so like, I feel like it sucks. Like this is one of those weird years where like they honestly would have been better off being a lower seed because I think then it would have given them an opportunity to go on a little bit more of a run, but with where they're at, I think they're going to win a game and then get bounced. If they could lock it in defensively, and if you Bashi, if you could lock him up, which is tough, but Texas has done it. Like if, if you could put the clamps on him, that Kansas team is in trouble. Like we beat Kansas. I do not think we are a threat to win March Madness. I don't even think we're going to go yeah. to the Sweet Sixteen, to be quite honest. But we've beaten that Kansas team. That Kansas team is beatable. If you could lock Bashi up, I, I think that. Either that Creighton or that San Diego State team, which notoriously plays good guard defense yeah. in the past, like in, in you know throughout the years, I, I think you know anything. Again, if one of these number ones lost in the second round, I would not be super shocked. Yeah. Gonzaga the most shocked, but wouldn't be super shocked. Yeah, I, I, I'm. I'm not real. Uh, I'm not really big on any of the number ones, to be honest. Like, I'm not hugely. I, I really don't believe in Gonzaga. No, um, I don't I trust them. So that's not news for me. But like, I, this feels like the weakest number one seeds in a while. I could, I could be misremembering. No, it's forced. The Baylor thing is forced. Like, because they didn't want to. I mean, I don't know why, but they guess they didn't want to give it to Kentucky or Auburn. But the Baylor thing is is completely forced. Like they're yeah. broken. Uh, I think Kansas is strong. I think Arizona is yeah. strong, but Arizona is strong if that's the fourth number one, not like the second number one. Right. This Gonzaga team is good, though. Good yeah, I, I think they're very good, and they're they're finally they finally hit their point where they're getting the great young talent and not just the talent they develop, so that you know makes them that much better. As we saw last year with Jalen Suggs, um, but I you know I, I just none of them scare me aside from Gonzaga just because they're so consistent every year. Um, Arizona, as good as they are, I never buy into Pac-12 teams in, in any sport. Um, but, you know, I, I just feel like if I'm looking at Arizona versus Auburn, Arizona versus Kentucky, I'm taking Kentucky and Auburn over them seven days a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, yeah. I, I, just I, I, I can understand that. I think another guy brought up Keegan Murray had a big tournament for him, though. But going to Gonzaga, I think it's a major tournament for Chet Holmgren. It's huge. Especially for his draft stock. This could be the tournament where Chet Holmgren gets crowned as the surefied number one pick. Again, he he plays in the West Coast. So a lot and the competition is weak. Right. At least the, at the beginning of the season when he's getting his feet wet. This is his time to shine. He'll probably see what does it stand? He'll see a good eight or nine. That Boise State team. Head coach, coach under a few. So that Boise State or Memphis team is going to be a good game against Gonzaga. I think they'll see Arkansas following that would be my play over. I think Arkansas beats UConn. 
that Arkansas no taste good, man. That's another guy that can that can you know upset some people and, and take Arkansas kind of deep. But then you see some games. You may see a Duke rematch, you know, over there, and, and he's going to see some serious competition. So I think Holmgren, if he can take over and show how versatile he is as a player. Obviously, you know, people focus so much on offense, but he's such a sound shot blocker. And I, I think he's, he's a good ball handler and good playmaker for his size. I think people can really, you know, turn him into a major tournament darling, which is weird to say for a guy that's considered the number one overall pick. Yeah. I mean, I, I, he, it's just whenever I look at Chet Holmgren, I'm just like, how are you still like, and I mean, I look at Kevin Durant and he's still. I mean, he's coming to rant, but like, I look at these guys and I'm just, I'm blown away that you can even perform at this elite level and be a hundred pounds. It's, yeah. It defies logic. It's crazy. It's crazy. But right. he'll, put, he'll, put, he'll put a little size on him. Yeah. I, I have a quick, I have a quick question for you. NFL related. Um, we talked about Aaron Rodgers, drama queen, you know, kind of crazy. Uh, the Browns, Baker Mayfield, your, your opinion on that situation, the Deshaun Watson. I hate know, Baker Mayfield. Situa- yeah. We're, oh, we're an anti Baker Mayfield uh, podcast. I am. I think he's good. I've seen him play like live so many times. He's really good. College think- Baker Mayfield or. College Baker Mayfield, but two years ago, we're talking Baker Mayfield's the guy that's going to save the Browns, take him to the playoffs, yeah. and he's hurt last year. So what's here's my thing on Baker talent wise? I don't think he's bad. Like I, th- I think he has what it takes. I think what pisses me off about Baker Mayfield and why I'm so against him is just because he comes out with this cocky, conceited attitude and then shows us the bare minimum. Like he was not the bare minimum. That's a little aggressive, but average play. And you're on a team that 100% should have been a playoff team. Granted, the injuries and all that. But he he was on a solid team and still didn't really show me anything remarkable. So I just, I've lost faith in him. Um, And I want to like the Browns. Like, there's a lot I like about the Browns. Oh, my God. If I hear this one more time, I'm, I'm going to kill someone. Um, There's a lot I like about the Browns. And I want to see the Browns do well. And I just don't trust that Baker Mayfield is going to be that guy that gets them to a Super Bowl. I don't I think you're going to win because I don't think you're going to win because of Baker Mayfield, but you could, you know, win with him. I don't think <laughs> it's, I don't think it's out of the question. First of all, the cocky attitude, the antics, quote unquote antics. This is what's got him here, so he can't abandon it now. It's gotten him this far in his it's life. People poo pooing him for like it. brand. People, people, it works for him. He it's worked worked for him. People poo pooing him for the commercials. Like, what do you expect the guy to do? Like, not take the commercial deal? Like, you'll see that. Dude, yeah. I've been I've been in an Uber commercial where literally it was just my arm, and that wasn't even like it wasn't even a national spot. I you saw that paycheck, you, you it was stupid. Like it's dumb that what the people get paid for commercials. I'm not complaining. It was awesome. I'd gladly do it any every day of the week and twice on Sunday. But you can't not take that deal. So I don't blame Baker Mayfield for doing all of that. Now. The Odell situation is tricky. Like he's coming back from a major injury. Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb in and out of the lineups. And again, their offense really is based around those guys. Hooper didn't really pan out. Baker was hurt last year. This is a Browns team on paper. Yeah, it's great, but they weren't fully healthy. I mean, look at the Ravens who were in first in the division at one point in eight and three, and they finished what eight and nine. They finished with a losing record. They lost what six yeah. in a row because yeah. of injuries. Yeah. Like Baker played through the injuries, sure. 
I don't think if they don't like the way he is in the locker room behind closed doors, that I can't speak to. I don't know what's going on over there in that capacity. What I can speak to is knowing that he was hurt, seeing what he did the year before, understanding that they bring in Amari Cooper. They'll probably draft Garrett Wilson at 13 um, out of the Ohio State kid. You know, keep it in town. <laughs> um, and I think it's a situation where I think must be elite to be a commercial in a commercial big. I agree with that. Like you, you yeah. have to be an elite player. You also have to be an elite player to have like your initials, like Michael Carter Williams, you know, people calling him MCW for years. I know it's a weird reference, but like that was kind of whack. Like, or sorry, Michael kid Gilchrist MKG. Like we're not doing that, dude. You have to earn like the, you know, the initials, the anagram. Uh, I don't think they should go for Deshaun Watson. That's going to cost an arm and a leg. I'm looking at the teams that are willing to do it. I think the Falcons still need too much for them to go. I mean, you can't really balk at Deshaun Watson. He's an upgrade for youth and talent over Matt Ryan. But to give the farm for that, like I, I think the Broncos, like say what you will, but they gave up a lot to get Russell Wilson, and they are in win-now mode. I mean, their situation is even different because Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert, like – yeah, you can't just sit around and wait for the guy to come along. Like, you know, it's like, it's just, it's, yeah, this isn't fishing. Um, but that's a different situation. I think for the Browns, like Steelers have a lot to figure out at quarterback. The Ravens, yes, or I think could win the AFC, but that's if they're fully healthy. I think the Bengals have to retool in the draft and the offensive line a bit. Um, and I and continue to stack the defense, but they obviously should be they were considering they won, you know, the AFC last year. I think the Browns could be right in the thick of things with Baker Mayfield if they, you know, continue to draft well and and bring guys in. I thought there was just a lot of negative energy around that team last year. And I think it could be a good bounce back year. Like would the Rams have won the Super Bowl with Goff instead of Stafford? Probably not. Definitely not. But I don't think Goff's a bad quarterback. I don't think I, agree. I think he's a starting quarterback in the NFL for the Lions. Yeah. But he's a starting quarterback in the NFL. I think Baker Mayfield's a starting quarterback in the NFL. Like you could move him to the Colts and he'll be a starting quarterback. Um, but I don't think the Browns should rush to make any drastic moves. I would probably wait it out one more year and try to draft well. Like, look, if the Giants are sticking with Daniel Jones, do not balk at no, Baker. They're, they're barely. They're, I mean, they're they're barely sticking with Daniel. I mean, Jones. hey, Tyrod Taylor's going to be on the bench behind him now. <laughs> How many? Years Maybe Tyrod Taylor can stay healthy because he's not going to be up against a rookie quarterback. I so mean, maybe what, it'll break yeah, the curse. Yeah. Break the curse. You know, yeah. it's one of these things is like, how many times? Are we gonna, I love Terod Taylor. He's the nicest guy. But how many times are we going to do this? Where like, uh, maybe he, just, he usurps him. Like, I'm not going to happen. Listen, I, 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 I respect him. So, like, I just wanted to I make one good the, season. I respect the man for understanding his role. At yes. This point. He, he, knows, he knows he is not the long-term answer. He knows he's just like there to, you know balance things out and keep things afloat but he's getting paid 17 million dollars yeah. to do it like i, I do there's there's a lot worse things that i do for 17 million dollars before yeah, i mean dude being a backup quarterback best job in sports chase daniel accumulated 41 million dollars now throughout his career and played five games started yeah. five i mean games. Like, give me give me a can of dip maybe a beer on the sideline call it a day. yeah yeah that's what i'm saying totally um, ryan fitzpatrick he gets to go all over meet everybody He's played very well. Yeah. He at one point was like legit. I, I he, maybe yeah. throw Rod Taylor in the mix, but he at one point was like a legit starting quarterback. Yeah. I yeah. mean, now like you can make that argument, Joe Flacco too. I mean, he was incredible. No, Flacco and now, like yeah. yeah. And now he's literally just bouncing around. I mean, he's back on the Jets as of today. 
Mm. Yeah. Classic. <laughs> All right. Before we wrap things up, Josh, we got to ask you tonight, Go. two great games, your, uh, your bets for these last playing games. My bets for these last playing games. Let me see what we got on the slate tonight. Notre Dame and Rutgers, and we have Wright State versus Bryant. They're the first game. Notre Dame Rutgers, the second game. Uh, Wright State versus Bryant. Yeah. Uh, I'll call I'll call a spade a spade. Take three shots tequila and flip a coin for that 16 matchup. Fair uh, Rutgers, dude. Yeah. Ron Harper Jr. Absolutely. Not- that's it. Rutgers killed the state of Indiana this year. You and guys. Do- oh, and he has a chance to do it against Notre Dame, too. You guys hate Baker Mayfield. I hate Notre Dame, dude. <laughs> Notre Dame is the woat. It is like they they get the mo- they get more smoke blown up their ass than Michigan. I can't stand it. I think they're the worst for college football. Um, so yeah, Rutgers. Rod Rutgers. I love that. I was going to say, before you said anything, I was going to say there's one right answer for that game, but you got yeah. it. So yeah, you got it. And listen, they've Rutgers already beat two Indiana schools, upset mm. Purdue and Indiana. Uh, so it's only natural that they, that they do it against Notre Dame and knock them out. And I guess there's only one right answer for the other one too, technically. <laughs> Is that a pun? Right state, okay. baby. Boom. There you go. Oh, wait, I completely missed that. There we go. <laughs> I, not, I, like, I don't get it. Boom. Chess and checkers, yeah. baby. Chess and checkers, yeah. Dan. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, you can give yourself a shout out again for everyone to follow you. Go yeah, go follow us on the, the charity ship, the dot charity dot stripe, Twitter at underscore charity ship underscore. Go check out Believe Podcast. We do a lot of, we do so many great shows over there. Yeah. Um, and uh, check out our Horns Up Talking Texas podcast. If you like the horns with Quan Cosby, that's a real fun go. one as well. Um, and yeah, that's it. That's it. There that's you go. Me. Don't forget to follow us on all our socials at what as well at Utah underscore winner. Josh, thank you so much for coming on. Good luck to your horns, even though I don't have them. Winning against Virginia Tech, but we will oh, see. Good. We yeah. will see uh, come this weekend how they do. Thanks so much. I don't have and, them uh, either. I'm so yeah, good. It's all good. Huck and <laughs> horns. We'll see you later. We'll see you good another time. Good luck with your bracket. We'll see you guys next Thank week. You. Thanks, Bye, y'all. Guys.